Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to League Rivals Radio. I believe this is our fourth episode now, I want to say, so I'm very excited about that. It is 9.05 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, May 31st. Let's go ahead and do like a little golf clap that this month is finally over. Thank God. Yep, absolutely. Um, As we speak, uh, the Tigers are currently just got out so they're headed to the top of the seventh inning in game two of a doubleheader today versus the minnesota twins where they uh lost an abysmal performance in game one so game two cody clemens debut is looking rather optimistic so far so four nothing lead as they maintain that um we last talked on the 15th with our third episode being released on monday the 16th that kicked off the nine game road trip that we were somewhat optimistic about. So one of those games was postponed. That was the 21st, May 21st um, in Cleveland that is pushed back to sometime in July. So only eight games on those, on the, on the road trip were, were played. Uh, Not, not a fun road trip, but you know, we'll dive later into that. It's just, you know, I guess the whole topic of discussion before we just, you know, get into everything is there is just this, I know the stigma of like Detroit sports as a whole, that this dark cloud, you know, tends to follow certain organizations who reside in the city of Detroit, but dear God, so far, I think the Tigers have shown like that they don't, I don't know what it, it doesn't matter what they try. This cloud just seems to follow them everywhere they go. So Again, you know, title of our last episode is while we were being, I don't want to say naive because, you know, we're not trying to also be too optimistic where it takes us apart from reality. But at the same time, you'll just have to look at this and be like, God damn, they are just getting kicked right now. So, yeah, I mean, it was rough record today um, before this game ends. We'll see what happens. 11 and 17 in the month of May. Um, which wasn't terrible, but it's definitely not good. <laughs> but like I said, you know, kind of just facing a lot of adversity, ad- adversity and continue to, you know, try to get through it as best as they possibly can. So, so that brings us to, yeah. How are, how are you feeling right now, Brendan? How are you doing this? You know, we're kind of watching this game right now as it goes on as well. But, um, it's a new month. Yes. Uh, like you said, uh, thank God this month is over. Um, I mean, holy, holy shit. Um, <laughs> last time we talked, I was very optimistic. You know, I mean, I was hoping things would start to turn around. Um, which, to, I mean, I know they aren't, but they are. I mean, we are scoring and these guys that, we're struggling are starting to come around. And that was kind of my whole thing is like, give these guys some time. Maybe we could make a, maybe we could make something of this month. Um, a lot of guys who we talked about, not only were awful, but they got worse. Um, but there was also a lot of guys who improved. Um, so, I mean, obviously we'll get into that later, but um, it's been a tough month. I mean, like, like Drew said, there is this cloud over this, this team and that we just can't we just can't get the little things done um but very i mean positive things though like like he said roger clemens today his son making his debut today it's gonna be it's gonna be great uh we were talking about how i like we even totally forgot that roger clemens was the father of this guy and cody's playing today and he's um he's doing all right you know you know he just it's obviously it's his debut. It's nothing to, you know, go crazy for. I don't assume he'll be here a very long time, but with what he was doing down in AAA, it's hard to, it's hard to keep that down there forever. And I, I at least am giving whoever's call this is, I don't, I'm not going to put it on Al or AJ. I feel like this is probably more of an AJ call just because what we've seen from him, that he's a very, very great manager. Um, But I like that, you know, a couple of years ago, we don't do that. We let, we let guys who are performing well just sit there and sit there and we don't get to see them on the big stage. And I 
as a fan, I'm all for letting these, just throwing these guys into the fire. I know that could destroy some sort of confidence, but I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I understand they're gaining confidence in AAA, but I don't understand how they're ever going to be able to compete at the major league level consistently if they're not seeing major league at bat. So no matter what happened today with Cody, uh, which hopefully we'll be able to catch his last at bat together and maybe hopefully be able to rejoice together. But I love that. And we didn't get to see a lot of that. So that's another positive note about this team. Um, as I am speaking today, um, we have another injury. Shocking. Um, Joey Wentz, <laughs> four innings, one hit, four Ks, no walks, 55 pitches. He had an, an abysmal start the other day. And finally, as even the announcers today were saying, he just looked comfortable. He looked ready. He looked locked and loaded. And lo and behold, he throws a slider and he's wincing. And here we are again, another starter out. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's happening. It's got to be, it's a curse because I've never, I've never seen this before. I'm not kidding. I've never seen so many starting pitchers just slowly disappear from this team. I, it's incredible. Um, None, none behold, he had a great game. I hope obviously his injury is not horrible. I hope it's just maybe some sort of stretch, some sort of overworking, but, um, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. I, it's a nightmare. We've, we're losing everybody that is a starter on this team. Thankfully our relievers are, are still very, very solid. And we're, we're squeezing out some of these low scoring wins. Um, but we're starting to hit, you know, guys like Torque coming around. Hey, back to back three hit games out of this guy. Might've even been back to back to back three hit games out of him, if I'm not corrected, or at least within a four game span. Um, and just like in AAA, Hey, he started slow. We all knew that. We talked about that, how he was an abysmal player, his first couple series down there, but Hey, he's coming around hitting the ball, looking comfortable. I mean, that's just kind of, I mean, obviously there's a lot of negatives. I mean, don't, I'm not trying to make this all rainbows and sunshines. It's not, there's a lot of bad things happening, but that's at least one thing that is, um, that is fun to talk about these young guys starting to hit. Um, but um, that's basically, that's basically my mindset as of the month of May, we're still losing guys, but I'm not, I'm not giving, like, I'm not going to be all negative. I want to stay positive. So um, I think, I think it's going to be okay. Um, I just, I would like an explanation, hopefully maybe by somebody, maybe words from AJ, like, Hey, what's going what's going on with every guy who pitches over four or five innings for this team is is slowly disappearing like i i've never seen anything like it so we'll see what happens yeah i guess i mean that can be something you know we dive into another time or a topic but of course it's like i'm you know i'm not trying to you know call for anybody's head here specifically but like granted with the injuries especially you know um in terms of consistency and injuries, you do question if potential, you know, staffing positions would be changed in the future, whether we let our hitting coach go or, you know, whether the, the training staff gets, gets a, you know, an extra look by the front office and saying, hey, are you, you know, are, you, are we really preparing our guys to be their absolute best, you know, when they're going out there or something, you know, clearly I don't know anything or I'm not educated in that, in that sphere, but um but we'll see. I think that's why they're kind of giving a short leash to the hitting coaches. Um, you know, as you were saying, you know, all of these young guys hitting. So that, like I said, June is a new month. And I think with, you know, half of the injured list, yes, we won't be really seeing for a hot minute. It was announced today by the Tigers PR that uh, Casey Mize has been moved to the 60-day injured list. Um I don't, I don't know anything about timetables. Best I could give you is probably August. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a little bit of a majority of the summer without, you know, maybe our number two, number three pitcher. Uh, Scoobal leads this team in innings pitched. He, I don't think that will change going into the end of this year. He's the ace of this staff that's been, you know, reiterated, I think, multiple times. And if people haven't accepted it, then and you better hop on. Uh, but, I mean, 
Erod, you know, <laughs> try it's you know, it's I don't even know where to you know, it's just been I, I can understand, you know, pitchers probably do feel some of that pressure, yeah, that you know, they're gonna have to eat up innings whether AJ Hinch, AJ Hinch wants to put them in or not, because frankly, who the hell else is he gonna put in? Because we need we need and on top of that, you gotta know, you know, you're probably not gonna get much run support. Which is difficult to, you know, kind of deal with. But but yeah, I mean so just to highlight on something to, you know, I think to something to anticipate with this upcoming month of June, we'll dive into the schedule in terms of, you know, how that's looking competition wise and how much they're on the road versus at home. Um, but in terms of the injured list, as I was saying, you know, Riley Green is anticipated if all goes well uh, to come up and join this team, hopefully by mid June. Um, so that's what, is, you know, as we speak again, watching the Tigers bottom of the seventh here, this roster is going to be completely different in the next month or two. I mean, definitely two months, but I mean, even in the next month, Riley Green is going to be allegedly joining this team. Finally, Austin Meadows is, I want to be a little lenient on him. Um, Clearly again, not a doctor. I have no idea what vertigo is, have never went through it. A lot of people says, you know, it's just various dizziness and just a, a weird feeling that, you know, has even stuck with people sometimes for a full year. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, he's kind of going, you know, in the right direction of getting better from that. But, you know, he's also a big part of this offense. So I'm really hoping that Austin Meadows kind of just picks up right where he left off and someone's going to get demoted there. Um it was announced that, you know, Vest is back. That's kind of nice for the bullpen. So obviously not probably going to be pitching today in the doubleheader, but he might in this Minnesota series, or at least the, you know, the next two games, uh, if he gets the chance or if he's needed. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, someone coming back that people are probably just absolutely just fed up with, which I am as well, is Robbie Grossman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh... so... Yeah. yeah, you you go ahead and take that one so far. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, guys, I'm serious, and I, I'm, and I don't, I don't like to do this. I really don't. I can't stand this guy. I really can't. I'm, and I don't, and I don't want to be like that at all. Like I think I, I'm sure Robbie Grossman's a great guy. I'm not trying to like, like hate on him as a person. As Drew brought up to me as we were, you know, we do our little pre, you know, we, we don't like to come on here and not have anything ready, you know. This guy, 141 at-bats, has struck out 51 of them. 51 times this guy struck out. And I I don't even know where, like, I, I was keeping Grossman at the same standard as, like, Scope, Candy, like, guys who have been around here for at least a little while and i i couldn't believe that this wasn't like this like i can't believe that the reason why he's not playing is because he's some like he's hurt like this guy was leading off for us all the time and he wasn't getting on base like i understand the guy walks a lot but his batting average was a 199 before he got hurt he had 51 strikeouts and it's not like when he gets on the bases he's stealing like, even when he was walking those 21 walks, he only stole two bases. It's not like he's some freak on the base path like what Badu was and at least could, if you knew he was on base, that you knew even with a nice, you know, deep single like we do have in Comerica, that he could score. He's not like that. So he wasn't providing anything offensively, and for heaven's sake, defensively, I, I have many heart attacks when I watch this guy out there in right field. Like, his glove wasn't anything special either. So I was just, I was just really confused. I don't know what his contract looks like. I was going to try to look that up, but I'm assuming with what we're paying Robbie Grossman, he's not producing with the money we're giving him. And I feel like obviously that you could say that about a lot of guys, but I know we're not paying guys a lot of money who are striking out 51 times. So I just, I wanted to get that off, off my chest. I wanted to get that on the floor. Um, Robbie Grossman sucks. And 
And I hope I don't, I'm not going to say, Oh, I hope he stays injured. Cause that's not true. He has a neck strain. I'm sure he'll be back within one, two, probably two weeks at minimum, which is, you know what? Great. You know what? Let's see what these young guys who have been playing in the mud hens, you know, just working on their, working on their craft. Um, but he's replaceable. You can put Willie Castro out there and he is twice the player he is behind the plate. Willie Castro is out there batting 274 and has as many stolen bases as Robbie Grossman did and has played 10 less games. He is at least providing us some sort of offense. And when the ball goes to him, he's not a for sure glove, but he at least makes me feel comfortable that he's at least not going to give me a heart attack. Um, are you talking about Robbie? You said I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, I'm still. I was talking about the comparison of Willie and Robbie. Uh, Grossman gives me Grossman gives me anxiety. He does in the field. He, he gives does. Me I was. I know it's weird. According to ESPN, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I know. Um, the whole era. I thing. know he's had whole, 87. No, he's pretty good. He's had 87 total that. chances. I know, but some about him, it makes you just like. Well, because they were showing us that ball. <laughs> well, they were showing us that the other day that he like led like he's this big like so many chances without an error that second game third game whatever it was when we blew that game that's an error you know he was running from his left to his right and it bounced off his glove and they don't count that as an error because it's it was technically a Wait, shot yeah are we talking about the minnesota game yeah are we talking about that same one yeah they, i'm looking at that i was wondering and yeah, they wait, didn't call yeah. that an error that should be an error it is I an error and i was say. talking with somebody it's at work error. the other i was talking with somebody at work during that time and they were like it's not an error. No, it it's an error. Like I understand the whole whatever MLB uses to track their stats, it's an error and it cost us the game. But and so like they were saying this big praise while he was still playing, like, oh man, he's done so many consecutive plays without an error. It he's just he, like even if he catches the like he catches the ball, he does, but he just doesn't look he just doesn't look comfortable or he just doesn't look, I don't know, he just doesn't look ready. He just doesn't look ready. Like, I don't know. Like, he just is awkward out there. And it's just something that has bothered me. Like, I'm sure, like I said, like you said, I did see the stat about no errors, which is obviously it's fantastic. But that game that we blew when he missed the ball and then I believe it was Haas threw it over Candy's head. It just, that's an error. I totally forgot about that. It's and an it error. makes me so yeah. much more mad that you bring that up now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I'll, totally and I, an error. Yeah, it's it was an bullshit. Error. And I'm and I'm I'm done talking about it. I'm I get it. It's just I'm I'm just I'm excited to see more of the Castro brothers because they are producing. And one more thing is that Hitton Harold Castro is still hitting the fucking ball. And he is providing offense and it is it's awesome. It's awesome. He's only played in 29 games, um, which is almost 20 less than Jonathan Scope and only has one less home run. And he was this big big power bat we had last year and he's right behind him. I mean, Harold Castro can play baseball and I hope that he is, he is more involved. I, we were talking like, Hey, like, where does he play? Like we didn't know like what spot he had on the normal day roster. Like, where does he play? I understand that he plays third when candy doesn't play and he plays short when bias doesn't play, but I feel like this guy deserves to be in the lineup more. I mean, he's hitting the ball and that's a lot to ask for with this team right now. So um, I grant it when there's going to be a lot of changes with how everything is when Meadows is back and Riley Green's come back. And I, I don't know how the whole thing's going to pan out, but at least right now on May 31st, Harold Castro is continuing to hit the ball and it's, it's awesome. And so is Willie. So I'll be done. Well, that's where, yeah, I don't want to like, you know, Tigers fans beware because, you know, some of your little utility guys that you, like, have a little fandom for might not be on this team in a month, like I said. I mean, that's what's also fantastic and reassuring to know is that, you know, um, A.J. Hinge is at the helm of this team. And with Harold Castro, yeah, if it's tough, yeah, because like we said, he's gonna, we don't know where he, he could play anywhere. But if he's hitting the same and continues to, you know, keep that game same consistently and i don't want to say go above and beyond but you know be a a big factor in you know winning these games aj hinch is going to have no choice but to put him in that lineup somewhere 
that's what's tough is that, you know, I say, you know, some people's jobs are going to be kind of, you know, on the line here with some of these injuries coming back because you have to perform. The pressure is kind of on going on to this, going into this new month of June where it's like, you know, you play a pretty balanced schedule in terms of you play some, you know, mediocre teams, you play some of the best teams offensively and baseball wise. So we'll dive into the schedule more, but in terms of just players, you know, and wanting to win, win games, I think it's also a big positive for us is because it does, it's got to be in the back of some of those guys' minds because it is kind of, it's competition. I have to start performing if I want to stay on this team, you know, we go Riley Green, superstar, probably already would have, would have been in the starting lineup. You know, some of these guys have a chance now that they, they may not have even had a chance at the beginning of the year because of these injuries. So you have to take advantage of all of this playing time and doing whatever you can to not only better yourself, but, you know, contribute to the team winning games, which again, with all of these injuries, the month of May, I want to reiterate, it was not as terrible as it, the record reflects. I mean, this team is not playoff material right now, clearly. I don't want to say right now. Maybe it's just still early, but it's like you look at them now, you're like, really? But, again, with all of the injuries and all of the things that they have faced, you know, some guys have really stepped up to the plate. Finally, some of those vets that we've been talking about, Scope starting to see the ball a little bit more, Candelario finally leading this team in home runs at five. I mean, Torque, yeah, like you said, coming over, like – Hitting will come, it's contagious, but at the same time, um, hitting will be the only thing that some of these guys have to really focus on if they want to keep being on this ball club. It's going to be tough, but that is, you know, we don't have a guardy, we don't have a passive ass Brad Asmus who just does not give a crap and is just doing, you know, what he's told. But that's what's tough too, is because even then I wanted to say, you know, whose job is already safe. I mean, it sucks because Baez, you're paying him all of that money. He's going to be your short starting shortstop. Even with Cody Clemens being in the, you know, getting called up today, Scope is the starting second baseman. It's going to be a lot of roster adjustments. You only got 20, what is it now, 27 or 26 spots? I can't remember. It's It got bumped up to 25, from 25. But there's only limited spots on that bench, man. And like AJ Hinch is going to get the best guys that he sees fit. Finally, that might really start to pan out in our way of June as we see the names on the injured list kind of get smaller and smaller and smaller, which we're really hoping for. But, you know, I think it only puts the Tigers in a better position to win. You have to be more competitive. I mean, you know, Miguel Cabrera is leading this, putting the team on his damn back, man. Like some of these other guys have had to snap up. You have to. You have to. Like this isn't the Detroit Tigers of 2019 where, yeah, Nico Goodrum's job was safe for the next two years because we don't want to pay anybody else. That's not the case anymore. I mean, we're still dog shit. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, we're not. A, but it's like, it's not, it's, it, you know, there's new people in town, Hinge-wise, I think. But he's going to put the best guys out there, so. No, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, that's, it's different, you know. It's what AJ brings to the table. I mean, no one can just walk around knowing that, you know, you can go up there and be, and be dog shit and, and you know that you're not going anywhere. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, um, I assume with Riley Greenback, Meadows' job is going to be very safe. Um, Riley Green, if he plays like everyone expects him to be, he should be fine. And then that's that last outfield spot. Um, right now it's probably between Grossman – Hill and Willie Castro. Um, I don't know the experience of Harold out in the outfield. Uh, I know Willie's had more chances out there and he seems to be doing just fine. Um, and you also got Victor Reyes coming back who before got hurt at 292. So, which is, I mean, which is crazy to think that like, I didn't think we'd be sitting here doing this, talking about whose job saved and like, who gets to stay and who doesn't, um, which is a weird thing and is also a very great thing to be able to talk about, like, hey, who's going to be on this team? Who's going to help us at least try to make this somewhat of a very enjoyable and a competitive team? So right now, like I said, Meadows, 
green and then that spot. Um, but you're right. Javi's going to play short. Candy's going to play third. Torque's going to play first. Uh, Scope's going to be at second. And uh, right now that's Tucker. That's Tucker's spot behind home plate. Um, he's been, um, he's been, like you said, with that hitting as contagious, he's been doing, he's been doing all right. Um, nothing to write home about, but I don't really expect unless you're, you know, Buster Posey to be a, a very great hitter as a catcher. Um, but yeah, so uh, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. Um, but yeah, like we said, with injuries, um, a lot of guys hurt. A lot of guys going to be coming in and off this team this whole month of June. Like we said, Victor Reyes, Green. Uh, we got Erod supposed to come back. Um, maybe soon. I saw on ESPN they had him scheduled uh, for the second game of or the second of the last two games against Mid uh, against this uh, Minnesota series. I doubt that. I don't know why he's in there right now. Maybe that's just because they had no one else to put in there. But um. A lot of guys. Uh, Matt Manning, we thought was going to be back very soon. I thought he'd be back within the next, like we said, the next series. And uh, but he's got uh, tendonitis in his biceps. Um, now it says he probably won't be back until July. And uh, fuck, just another thing we got to deal with. Uh, right now, it's not looking like we're going to be seeing Casey Myers and Matt Manning anytime soon. The two guys who I thought we were going to be uh, be able to hop on their backs, but, um, but it's been the story of this team that guys are stepping up and, uh, hopefully we can just keep, I mean, not obviously say keep doing what we're doing, but pitching wise, keep doing what we're doing. Um, I want to talk about one pitcher before we move on was, uh, Alex Lang. I mean, I feel like I haven't heard anything about this guy. I mean, I, I'm a lot on, on a lot of social media when it comes to the Tigers and, especially with baseball. And I've, I haven't seen anything. 22 games, 1.83 IRA, but he's dealing, but he's pitching very well. Uh, I would think obviously top two pitches on the team, Scooble. And then as the starter, Scooble, best reliever right now, probably Alex Lang. Um, guys right behind him are still probably Fulmer. Jimenez is starting to do his thing. You know, he's always a, head case but I mean even Fulmer is kind of starting to slip just a little bit but obviously you don't expect greatness out of these guys the whole year so but Alex Lang pitching very well I just want to make sure that was a point that I made today that this guy is is uh he's doing a very good job and uh I think that's also to do with Feder. I think Feder is doing a great job still I don't think Feder's the reason why we're dropping pitchers I understand that's probably an uh other staff points throughout the organization that we need to, we need to deal with. But um, there's that on uh, Alex Lane being a, being a badass. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's great. Like you said, to talk about these things to finally, I don't want to say it's not, you know, Dodgers level embarrassment of riches where you have, you know, Chris Taylor on your bench who would obviously be like a starter for us. It's not like that. I'm not comparing it to that clearly, but Another, I don't want to say this is like a negative thought. Um, I don't think, okay. I think the rest of this year is written out. I'm trying to do this on like a month. I'm not doing a full-fledged prediction for the rest of the year. But the reason I'm also content, and I don't want to say content, but also excited and just kind of happy with the current position is because you are getting a lot of these guys at bats. And, you know, they're, facing major league pitching they're you know they're being put in that position uh by the way just a little game check it looks like the tigers and the twins are going into the top of the ninth inning with michael fulmer warming up so it looks like he's going to be closing that one out speak of the devil so i have a couple things based on what you were saying i'll try to make this quick um but clearly right now and i don't i think you know almost everybody would agree the detroit tigers will not be buyers at the at the trade deadline so obviously i mean it's not you know we're not really trying to push for anything big here but you know a lot of teams might be and we have a good bullpen oh well you don't want to squander it the first chance we did i don't know i'm not saying that you know clearly we but 
you know, the Tigers, if the, you know, if they have a chance, we've had injuries, but you know, maybe someone's interested in a utility guy that we could just kind of move on from, um, you know, it kind of helps us. All these guys are getting more playing time, which, you know, you never know what could come up from that. Clearly I'm no scout, no general manager, don't know anything like that, but someone could see something they like. You never know what that could turn into. And hopefully that would be a competent Alavila move now instead of anything in the past. <clears throat> um, my second thing, uh, going into June, so we will now be, what, a month and a half out from the MLB All-Star game. Uh, it is taking place in L.A. this year at Dodger Stadium, which is pretty cool. It was supposed to take place there in 2020, but got pushed back due to COVID. Um, who was, I want to say it was Jimenez. Did he represent the Tigers um, in the All-Star game last year in Colorado? Mm, okay. Yeah. I think that's who I thought it was. That's yeah, who I thought because right. like the, I I know one team represents. Or there's one player that represents at least one team. So, so so far, um, obviously I don't think it's going to be a position player. That wasn't the case last year. Don't know if that'll be the case this year. The American League is still kind of like two star studded at all of the positions. So my guess is representing the Tigers, it'll probably come out of the bullpen again, unless it could be Scooble. We'll see. I don't think that's ruled out yet. Still plenty of time. Um, but if you were to pick someone out of the bullpen right now to represent the Detroit Tigers for the All-Star game, who would you pick? <laughs> I mean, it's – I mean, right now, with games to ERA and production ratio, it's the guy I just brought up. I mean, it's – no one – obviously, he's an unknown guy because no one talks about him, but – Alex Lang is producing a very great season. Um, if it's not Alex Lang, you're going more towards a closer and a late reliever. Um, it would be nice to see Michael Fulmer. Um, I think that would be fantastic for him. And if he keeps pitching the way he is and kind of lowers that ERA slowly, game by game, like hopefully he does today in the bottom of the ninth, um, or obviously in the top of the ninth, what he's doing as we're watching it right now. Um, it'd be exciting to see Fulmer, uh, if it is any position player and I doubt it will be, but man, it would be cool to see Miguel Cabrera take part in one more all-star game, um, before it, it kind of gets a little too old for him. Um, I doubt it, obviously DH, you know, I feel like it's one of the toughest parts to secure because those guys are going to be hitting and they're going to be hitting well, and they're going to be hitting with power. And, um, but Miguel Cabrera, 293 so far. I don't think he's out of the hunt. I don't want to completely erase his name. Obviously, I don't think that's going to be it. I'm just saying as me, it would be awesome to see him there. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Alex, if he keeps performing the way he is, and my hopeful is Fulmer. Because I think that would be uh, a big confidence boost for the second half if he get to perform in an all-star game. I might have teased to that a little bit too much, I guess, with the announcement of him warming up and coming into this game. But, yeah, I would have honestly agreed with you 150%. I like both of them. Um, Fulmer, too. I mean, damn, we were robbed of, you know, so much of that. 2016 Rookie of the Year. And then it finally feels like, you know, even starting a little bit in, of last year now, especially more into this year, we're kind of seeing him very comfortable in the new like reliever role that he's kind of been, you know, I think adapting to, but I, I mean, the man still pitches where you can just see it on every pitch that, you know, he's, he's dialed in. I don't want to say, you know, number, he's not, you know, clearly striking that, but he struck out the first batter yeah. in the top of the ninth right here, but you know, he's, he's, he looks it. He looks yeah. very, you know, in and very locked in. Very comfortable. You know, very comfortable. People can interpret that however mm -hmm. they take locked in. I'm not talking, you know, Kobe Bryant, Kyrie Irving locked in, where he's the best closer in baseball or anything like that. But for what? Oh, another strikeout. Well, I mean, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking oh, of closers, I mean, I obviously didn't bring up Gregory Soto, but he's also with the way he is and the the way he gets me feeling sometimes when he closes games is a little roller coasty, but hey, 
out of 10 save opportunities, nine out of 10, 2.16 ERA, 18 games. Obviously that's not all starness, but for us, pretty good. I like nine out of 10. Um, I didn't obviously realize that until obviously we were talking about it and I got this here in front of me, but uh, Gregory Soto, another, not an all-star, you know, look, but uh, another little fun, uh, fun little thing to talk about is Gregory Soto's uh, doing his job as there's a ground ball to uh, Cody. And uh, that's the game guys Four nothing Tigers. Um, that is the game. <laughs> the young gun gets to put the last out to Torkelson away. And uh, that's a great win. Um, obviously the, the loss this morning <laughs> kind of makes it a little bit uh, less exciting getting beat eight to two, but Hey, four, nothing. Once again, pitching, 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 pitching. Um, can't say it enough how, how proud and excited I am for us to, you know, minimize blowouts. Uh, though I obviously won't happen today, but not many coming through, not many coming through when people play us, you know, scoring eight runs. So, um, awesome. Uh, player of the game, Jonathan Scope. Season high, four RBIs today. Long shot, start the game. Uh, unreal. Unreal. Uh, great win. Uh, yeah, that was needed. Yeah. <laughs> that was, Absolutely. I know that was just like game two with a doubleheader, yeah. but you know, that closes out the month of May. Breaks the Tigers record to, for the month of May to 12 and 17 now. So, uh, and since we last put out our um, most recent episode on May 16th, since then, that brings the Tigers record to an even 500. Seven wins, seven losses, two postponement games. So, you know what? Turn the page, Bob Seeger. We're going to June. Run that shit. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't have said it any better. Um, you're right. Turn the page. We got Minnesota back-to-back to start June. Um, hey, tomorrow, school's on the mound. Let's get it done again. Um, Going to be a night game. It's school day. Yeah, it's, it is school day, which is crazy, which is crazy to think that we'd be saying that. But this guy, man, if he could stay healthy, knock on wood, my goodness, the last guy, the last starter of the opening day roster, somehow still here, still healthy, still not only still here, but performing and just giving up giving the normal regular tiger fan a reason to watch to go to the game to watch a guy who can actually pitch the baseball at a high a high success rate um awesome but you're right turn the page um win the series win the series, this is a right. series now technically yes i mean yeah, five lost the first game won the second Yep. So win the series. <laughs> it's gonna be uh it's gonna be Scooble and then Fado. Um Fado coming off a great performance. So hopefully he stays comfortable, stays hot. Let's uh let's go uh let's go win four out of five. Help I mean hell. Taking down the number one team in our division would be awesome. And so that was something I wanted to touch on too. You know, you were talking about pitchers whose name were Alex. Um Alex Fideo, I mean holy shit you know for he started that first game on the 16th um the first of nine for the um road trip that we were kind of you know preparing for at the time he went five and two-thirds of an inning four hits allowed one run earned a walk and four strikeouts tigers ended up winning that game which was the only game that they took in tampa next game he pitched was on the 22nd uh, got the win there as well. Went five and one third, six hits allowed, two earned runs, two walks, two Ks. Again, versus Cleveland at home on the 28th. He went six innings pitched, allowed five hits, two earned runs, two walks, and two strikeouts, but ended up, we ended up taking the L that day. But like I said, I mean, in that, in that road trip, Tigers only won three games two of those games were pitched by, by Alex Rodeo. So talk about, you know, like really coming up. And again, you know, I know it's injuries. You know, we really don't have anyone joining the starting um, pitching rotation soon coming off of the injured list. But Alex Rodeo deserves to be on this team. Like he is a dog right now. I am <laughs> you know, kind of excited. So I think 
yeah, you know, that he takes the ball against Chris Archer in that last game of the Minnesota series. So, I mean, I'm excited for that, you know. Take this series. You got two of your best out there going. Game three with Scooble, game four with Alex Fideo. Sorry if my dog is barking in the background, if anybody can hear that. Um, she's excited, too. I'm excited. Everybody's excited about Alex Fideo. Start this off, to start this June off right. So I think this is kind of, you know, we kind of kind of hit a lot of things. Tigers game ending on a good note right here to, uh, you know, we can kind of start with a quick little rundown of what the Tigers can expect uh, competition wise in the month of June. So, you know, Minnesota. Yeah. One, two game three and four, you know, just win the series, you know, division rival. It feels like for the past two weeks, we've just been playing Cleveland, Minnesota, Cleveland, Minnesota. We're in Cleveland. Now we're in Minnesota. So finally excited to move on from then. Also, <laughs> you're going to New York, <sighs> playing the Yankees. So that's a little scary. Um, obviously, I don't, you know, probable pitchers, I don't think are picked out that far ahead. I didn't check to see if anyone has the bump um, for game one in New York yet yeah, on the third for right now it's <laughs> Bo Brisky and uh I believe that's uh Ronnie Garcia um <laughs> not confident in either of those guys probably playing a very hot team um not gonna be not gonna be very um you they're know the best team in baseball yeah that's annoying um, I also don't be... like that they've played the Baltimore Orioles 13 times already, but I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, after New York, Pittsburgh, guys. Hey, and if everything stays the way it is, those two guys we just mentioned, Scooble, Fado, let's go win those. Like, I assume that the New York series is going to be rough. Everyone knows that the New York series is going to be rough. If we take one, Props to us. Hell yeah. One out of three against, like he said, the hottest team maybe in baseball right now. Let's do that. Um, then let's let's beat the crap out of Pittsburgh. And then we got Toronto at home. Starting a long home stretch right there. Uh, three against Toronto starting on that Friday the 10th, uh, which is nice. You know, Toronto, uh, I mean, they're still – an offensive, you know, beast. I don't think that's going to go away. I think they're kind of working through some kinks right now. Their bullpen has been struggling. Um, not Red Sox struggling, but struggling. Because, I mean, it's it's the AL East. You got a tough division. You got to save leads. You got to score runs. You got to save leads. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, play the White Sox after Toronto, which the White Sox have been kind of slowly figuring things out again. You know, they've, after, you know, we heard all of the Josh Donaldson controversy that was happening with uh, uh, Tim Anderson and everything. It kind of seemed that like Chicago was going into that game the next day and we're like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to start playing good baseball because since then they've kind of just like kind of been doing all right. The Red Sox, you know, just visited them recently. That's when Trevor Story decided to just go off and have a week. Um, so I think they're kind of getting back to, you know, figuring things out. White Sox are still a very, very good team. We struggle sometimes with American League Central rivals, as you know, which that can go one of two ways. So win the series. That's all it is. That's really all we're going to say. I mean, you just have to look at each series as an opportunity. Um, long home stretch, you know, at which will be the conclusion of that is the Texas Rangers visiting Comerica Park for a four-game homestand. Uh, the Rangers are just piss poor. I mean, the AL West for the past five years has been, you know, clearly the Houston Astros. LA Angels are finally knocking on some doors, which is nice to see Seattle really not figuring it out um, at the start of the season like everyone was kind of hoping they would have which is kind of disappointing to see you know it's kind of nice to see when they're a good baseball team but i think they'll figure out eventually but uh toronto chicago texas you know you get a good balance of good get your division rival and then 
it just sucks because I feel like every time it's like the Oakland Athletic effect. Like when a, when an American League West team comes to Detroit for a four game series, I feel like almost every time they damn near sweep or just come close to just kicking our ass every time. So I'm really hoping that we just don't lose to the Texas Rangers. I mean, those four games, hey, split. Or, I mean, clearly win the series, but, you know, do what you can. So, so yeah, I think, you know, June right there, you know, that's a nice little home can't, home stretch. You got a nice mix of, you know, home games headed out, you know, not going to the West Coast, which is nice until the end of the month, which we'll finish there. But June 20th, head out to Beantown for a three-game series at Fenway Park against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I'm just as nervous about that as you are because <laughs> the Red Sox this month really need to figure things out. Um, they're three games under 500 right now as we speak. I don't know what the score is of the Red Sox-Reds game. Uh, but after the Red Series, I know they travel to Oakland for four games. And it's like, come on, it's the Oakland Athletics. Like they have so much, you know, potential right there. I'm just really open that they figure things out. Don't want to go off topic too much. So um, following Boston, that is when they head west uh, on the 24th of June. They're heading out to Arizona for a three-game series and then wrapping up the end of June in the Bay Area playing the Giants. Uh, So it's a mixed schedule. I mean, again, we're getting some players back. We're going to see a lot of different roster changes, I feel like, and some guys are going to have to really start performing so I think a lot can happen. It's, just, it's going to be, I think this month is going to be make or break for the season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's as simple as that. I mean, my goodness. Um, I would like to, to be able to come back to you guys and talk right around that Toronto series. Uh, I think we have a plan to uh, when Drew is in town. I mean, hopefully we can figure out. I know it's, you know, not a long, not a long time. I did a 3 one yeah, not a long time for him in the three one three, but um, I think I'm gonna do my best somehow, some way to get us together and maybe uh, in the same room, so um, we can all talk about it. Um, and uh, it's gonna be hopefully a, an awesome episode. I, I want to be able to get it done for that that uh that Toronto series, whether it's the tenth, the eleventh, or the twelfth. Um. One of those one of those days, hopefully we can come back to you guys and discuss, you know, hopefully uh, the next two games against Minnesota. Hopefully not a terrible ass whipping in New York, uh, kicking the crap out of the Pirates and then uh, maybe uh, maybe doing some damage to Toronto. Um, maybe at least getting that win Friday night would be uh, would be very nice. Uh, right now it says Erod's supposed to. Uh, come back and play that play that day. Uh, I don't don't think he'll be back there early, but if he is, then it does say that he will pitch. Um, man, that guy could use a couple wins, huh? I mean, my goodness, uh, that would be a something. Nice... I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if AJ Hinch needs to take him to a nice dinner or like something to get his confidence up because, I mean. Yeah. He's a veteran, World Series champion, man. Come on, you chose Detroit for a reason. You sure you should act like a little bit. Come on, I don't know what's going through his head. I don't want to be too critical or whatever, but like, I think it's frustrating is because as a Red Sox fan too, I know how good Erod can be. We all saw that last year in the playoffs when you know he was tapping on his wrist against the Astros and everything. You know, dude doesn't have overpowering stuff. We weren't expecting him to be Randy Johnson out there pumping one on one on the mound on a daily basis. But you know, we have a good defense. I'd want to say behind him. You know, Riley Green will be coming up. We haven't made you know too many errors, Robbie Grossman. But you know. I mean, Erod is – it's just frustrating because I hope Tigers fans knows that the dude can be better, and I just don't know what it is. It's not Chris Fetter's fault. I don't know if it's the weather in Detroit that's getting to him. I have no idea. So I'm really hoping he starts to figure things out here um, coming into the summer. You know, he's not in the American League East anymore, but at the same time, the American League Central's dude got some hitters. Max Kepler – Freaking Tiger killer. Twins have some good hitters on their team. Guardians, you know, have some good players on their team. All around, I mean, 
hitting is, you know, getting a lot better in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, um, I'm really hoping, yeah, he just yeah, heads you know in the right what? direction. Exactly, and I think that run support will help. You know, I just, I obviously think that's a big part. That's a big part in a lot of these guys. You know, you got to give these guys, got to give these guys some sort of leeway. We can't can't win every game one nothing, two nothing, three nothing. You know. I think that Erod is one of those guys where I felt like he had a lot of support over there in Boston. They didn't have to lean on him as much as we do as Detroit Tiger fans, which I think is a huge, I think that's probably if, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not That could definitely play a factor. That could definitely play a factor, you know? So I think, um, I think maybe he, when he comes back from this injury, it will be a great time. If we keep continuing to hit the ball as we are, have we been doing these past, Mm five, 10 games, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Um, I'm not, obviously I'm not coming for Erod's head. Like I am Robbie Grossman. Erod is, you know, it is what it is. It's hard to expect greatness out of all these pitchers. Um, but when hitting's bad, it is, it is easier to pick out the weakest, not the weakest link, but a weak link in this uh, hitting chain, which is Robbie Grossman. So um, I, I think, you know, like I said, I think he's a great guy. I would love for him to come back and succeed. But right now, he's not helping this team. And if you're not helping this team, then I could I could care less, unless you're a rookie. If your name's not Spencer Torkelson, I could care less. Um, and you know what? And I guess if your name's Javi Baez, because you got one of the best gloves in the game at short, and he's shown it, and it is what it is. Uh, I think Javi will come around as well. It's contagious. Um, I think we're going to be all right. I think if, I mean, I obviously by the end of June, if it's still, you know, going 12 and 17, like we did the month of uh, month of May, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the way I am now saying, Hey, you know what? Let's just keep hanging on. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to try to be that guy. I'm going to give you the guys the most realistic mindset of a normal tiger fan. And, uh, if May is like June, we'll start discussing what we're going to do. Um, but, hey, hopefully we talk to you guys in Toronto. Let's beat let's beat the Twins the next two games. Try to, you know, not get ripped up by New York too bad. Kick Pittsburgh's ass, and we'll talk to you. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be all right. I hope Riley Green maybe – Maybe by mid June, I think is when I when I saw he would be back. I know they're gonna take it super slow with him, which hey, I agree. You know, I am I'm that big. Let's bring these young guys up. But obviously, when it comes to injury, I'm never I'm never for bringing guys back that early. I'm just saying you got a healthy Cody Clemens, ripping it up. Let's see him. They did it. I love it. Um, but let's go out. Let's win these next two games. Let's um, let's just try. Let's just let's fucking hit the baseball. See what happens today. Hit the baseball. Got up early. Things happen. You put confidence in a young guy who got hurt. Sucks. Wentz would have been my player of the game, but and probably should be. The guy was elite through the four innings. He got to play. Uh, I believe it was only one hit. Great. Outstanding. I mean, that's how you are supposed to tackle great teams. Come at him. Go at him. Um but man, it does suck to see another guy go down, man. Like my goodness, that's a big part, but we got Scooble, Fado. Let's win those two. And, uh, and then let's, you know, let's just get done with New York. Let's not talk about it. Um, but yeah, not yet. Not yet. I drew is right. He is, he has seen the, the trend we're on and it's trending down. It's tough <laughs> to try to be like, Hey, let's go out and win some baseball games. Let's win some baseball games. He's right though. And like he said, if it's anything like the month we had, we're out of it. We're not even in the discussion. We're not even, we're not even making social media. We're not doing anything. Um, so uh, let's just go win some games, man, please. Let's go beat. Let's go beat Minnesota. Let's go beat Pittsburgh. And then, um, and then we'll talk to you. Uh, I don't want to say let's go beat the White Sox, Texas, you know, Boston, because we will talk again. I hope so before those, before those matches. And uh, hopefully I can say the same thing. Let's go win. Let's go win. But if we have bad series, 
New York, we end up losing New York, Pittsburgh, and Toronto, then it's going to start slowly being where, hey, guys, I mean, it sucks. But um, I think we're going to be okay. I mean, yeah, looking at the schedule again, something I am just so happy about, too, and something to look forward to the next season is that we won't be playing the same goddamn teams over and over and over again. Of the June schedule, you know, counting the remainder of the games we have to finish up against the Twins here on the June 1st and June 2nd, counting those two and the three that we play at home against the Chicago White Sox, there's only five games in the month of June that you're playing a division rival team. So we're not facing anyone in the American League Central, really. We're not playing the Guardians. We're not playing the Royals. We're not playing the tw- – well, I mean, we are playing the Twins, just the first and second game. But it's we're, t- we're taking a little break here, which is, I think, kind of nice because it will also, for one, give us a chance to, you know, play different teams, try to figure our shit that's going on. And uh, I'm not saying this with the, you know – it's the American League Central right now. Obviously, the Twins are probably at that forefront of, you know, they are also standing-wise the best team in the in the division. But, you know, they're not on that Yankee-Astro level where they're, there's a clear cut that they're not going to be, you know, chased. Not saying that the Tigers can't do it or can. I mean, White Sox could. We still have a long season. This month is crucial. Injuries are still going to plague us, yes, but we have key guys that contribute to this team that are coming back and other guys who need a job. I think I've, you know, already reiterated that it's a very, very important month for the Detroit Tigers. You know, I'm not, and that, you know, going into this year too, everyone, yeah, I was happy with the moves and I really hope people weren't expecting world series expectations out the gate. You got to get to the playoffs first. I, you know, there's a new wild card rule in effect too. So I really still think that, you know, things could happen. I think I said it in the first episode that, you know, I'm actually very thankful for the Tigers position in the scheduling because have all the guys get hurt now because later on, if they're all better and then you're winning games, everyone's kind of going to forget the beginning of the season when you were getting kicked in the teeth. Um, I hope that we're turning past that point soon. Um, You know, the Tigers are a good team. It's just like they really have just had a dark cloud just – just linger over them. Sun's starting to poke out here. Sun's starting to poke out just a little bit. You know, knock on wood for the life of me if Riley Green's timetable mid-June is that, you know, what everyone is aiming for. We'll see, man. Austin Meadows is coming back. Yeah, it's so, you know, said it a million times. We can sit here and dissect stats and pick apart this front office and rabble, 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 rabble. Shit's not fun right now. I mean, clearly we're not winning. Yeah, it sucks. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. We're over that guardy, just embarrassing hump, going out there, getting our, just getting rocked, and then in these press conferences having no explanation for it. It's different now. It is different. It's losing, but it's different. So that's what I'm hoping that, you know, people see – not saying I'm right, but it's like you can even sense it. Okay, like these guys are pit. I would rather see the players get upset when they lose. You know, Brad Ausmus loses. He laughs and drinks Fireball. Clearly, you know, they don't give a shit about what the fans have to say. I mean, yeah. they la- You know, they lose. Now you can see it. You can see that, you know, uncomfortable just atmosphere that the disappointment in, in themselves of, you know, I want to do better. So it's different this time around, you know. Still have a lot of baseball left. One today. Let's end it there. It was great, you know. Six and five the last ten, guys. Let's just keep it going, man. Let's just keep Six and five positive. in the last ten. So for 500. We're 500 since we last recorded. We'll see what happens the next time we record. Think we're on a good trend up there. Hey, Jay-Z said it best. Numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that's that's a great way to end it guys um go tigers let's let's keep it going man let's just let's keep getting wins man like it's it's so fun like today watching that game hits wins like my my lord why 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 can we not do that like like he says that dark cloud losing every single starting pitcher in that opening day lineup is ridiculous except for the obviously the beast scoobal it's ridiculous it sucks 
But granted, that's not the reason. Hit the fucking baseball. See what happens? Four runs in the first two innings. That's all we need. Let your guys do their job. Four runs. Boom. Set in stone. Guys who are paying money, Jonathan Scope, doing his job, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Seriously. It's awesome. It's awesome. I don't want to be negative. I don't. I don't want this to be bad. And I can see where it's going to be. And we'll, I'll face that when I face it. But, hey, today we win. Let's take it game by game. By the end of June, obviously, we'll have a different mindset. And that will be when that happens. Hopefully, it's a good one. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. It's baseball. That's the best thing about baseball. Who knows? Any given, any given day. So uh, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. Um, great win today. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Peace.